Uh, I don't know if any of you has watched the second, the new um, uh, Guardian of Galaxy just, that just came out. The Guardian of the... Yes. I watched it last weekend. <laughs> and it is so good. And I think the exceptional thing I like about this movie, it's that everybody is a hero. If you look at the superhero movies, you have one person as a hero. Like every, everything is centered around a one hero. But in the Guardian of Galaxy, even Groot, the little tiny being, is a hero. It's, it's just so amazing. And, and at times in our work with God, that's how things are. There's a tendency in our society to look at some people as if they are superheroes. They are the special people. They are the ones that are made in a specific way. And if you read, read, read through, through scriptures, one of the things I like to do is I just like reading biographies of people who have influenced society. And if you read through scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, the Bible talks about several people who so impacted society. And we have people like Abraham who had a precedent, left where he was and went out when God sent him. He didn't know where he was going to and he just left and he went. It's such a, a, a step of faith, such a, a, an act of obedience. We have people like Elijah who called down the fire when he was in the battle with the prophets of Baal. You have people like Samuel who was willing to enter into the presence of God in a time when the voice of God was silenced, the voice of God was not heard. He heard the voice of God and was able to lead God's people. But then you also have women like Deborah who was a wife, but she was also a judge. She was also a warrior in a time when everybody was afraid. She was willing to take God's people and lead God's people into battle and into victory. You have people like Esther, an ordinary woman faced with death, but then also faced with the destiny of her people. And she's willing to make a decision for the rescue of her people. You have people like Rahab, an ordinary prostitute that no, 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 nobody should even think God will count her as one of the heroes. But then she recognized that God was on a mission for something good. She recognized that there was something that was happening. And even though her nation's destiny was at stake, she recognized that there was something that God, that God was doing that was bigger than her nation's destiny. And she was willing to hide the spies. You have people like Daniel. You have people, they are countless in scriptures. And at times when we look at these people, the first thing that comes in our heart might be like, wow, God is awesome. He can do exceedingly abundantly than all we can ask or imagine. We, we read their, their stories and our faith rises up in the inside of us. And we want to also dare do something. But there are also times when we read their stories. We look at them as if they are not ordinary human beings. We look at them as if, wow, these people look so strange. Especially in our days when you haven't seen a dead race yet. And you read about all the dead people race, you're like, yeah, those were special people. In my days, it's impossible. So there's a tendency to come to, to this, to look at these narratives and like, it's not going to be possible in my time. And then we, we look at them and we face them and we see ourselves diminish in front of their stories, in front of what God did with them and what God did through them. But the text we just read, the author is bringing a paradigm shift. He's causing those people to be able to think differently. He's causing, he's wanting them to see things the way God sees. He's wanting them to see themselves the way God sees them. He's wanting to see God as a God of impossibility, the God who can make, turn any situation around. And he's telling these people in, in, in the Living Translation, he says, and Elijah was a man just like you, but yet. That was what got my attention. I was like, oh, wow. If you did small IBS, I didn't do a lot of IBS, but I did a little to be able to know some things. 
Christ, there's a cessation, or there's, there's, like there's a contrast. He was a human just like me, but yet. It means in his humanity as Elijah, he didn't have the ability to raise the dead. In his humanity as Elijah, he didn't have the ability to pray down rain. In just being a human as Elijah, he was just like any ordinary person. If Elijah went to pray down rain in his own self, rain wouldn't have come down. But because Elijah stepped out to pray down rain by, through his faith in God, God was able to step into the scene. He went in with his faith in God. He went in like, yes, I'm Elijah, but I'm going to step into the scene because I know the God I serve. I know the God who has called me. I know the Father I trust. I know the one who has given me this assignment and who has given me this mandate. So he stepped in in faith. And at times the things that God has called us to us will live from this place. They might seem so challenging and so enormous, but it might just be one step of faith that brings the miracle. Some of the things we are seeking and asking God for, it might just be one act of faith. Elijah did not have a, a, a dying. You, know, you can have the scriptures and we know all the scriptures and you're like, yes, I believe. But you know there is yes, I believe and there is yes, I believe. There is an action belief and there is a talking belief. There are times there's a tendency to say I believe but we don't really believe. Why do I say that? Because if you, if you read the book of 1 Kings and you really read the narrative of Elijah, Elijah was somebody who prayed but not only did he pray, before the rain came, he went to the king and he said, Oh king, before the God whom I stand, rain shall come. He, was, he acted, he was daring, he was, that is boldness. That is believing God to the, a crazy level. And things don't change if we don't believe. Things only change when we believe. Circumstances will only change when we believe. And it's not, oh yes, our Lord, I really believe you. I know, mm -mm -mm. it's God, I really believe you. It's the belief that acts. It's the belief that steps out. It's the belief that says, yes, God, you are sending me. Yes, I'm going. I know you are with me. It's that kind of belief. So Elijah steps out in faith, and then God also steps out to back him. But if you look, we don't, that's not the only thing that happens, that happens um, uh, in this text. We have, we have the... The contrast that happens, but then we also have Elijah asking, or, or James is telling the people, Elijah was a man just like you. And my thing was, if you look back, if it was in, in the days of Elijah, James would not say this, because in the Old Testament, only specific people were chosen. So if James is telling them this, he's telling them like, you are in a different period, you are in a different season. In the days of Elijah, somebody will not come and say, oh, Elijah, yeah, Elijah was an, an extraordinary man because he was a prophet. He was an extraordinary man because the hand of God was upon him. In, those, in the Old Testament, you have specific people. You had the priests, you had the Levites, you had the kings, and you had the prophets. That God would pour their, his oil upon them for specific assignments. But now James is telling these people that Elijah is a man not like you. Or just like you, rather, sorry. He's telling them. That in those days, those specific people were called, in your days, you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. 
You have been called by God. You have been chosen. I want you to understand that, all believers. That's what James is telling them. He said, I want you to understand you are a royal priesthood. You have been saved. You have been washed by the blood. You have been brought into covenant with God. You are God's partner now. You are no longer a stranger. And you remember in Acts chapter 10 from verse 34, I'm going to just paraphrase, when, when, when Peter went to Cornelius' house and then the Spirit of God fell down, Peter said, oh, now I realize, for certainty and for sure, God is not a respecter of persons. If there is any man who fears him, God will show up. If there is any man who fears him, God will show up. So what God does with one person, he does with the other. Do you, you know the admiration we have for Wesley in this community? We have so much admiration for Wesley, and I do. But you know, what Wesley did, the same spirit that was on Wesley is on all of us. Because it was a spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And it's that same spirit that lives in the inside of us. It wasn't a special spirit made only for Wesley. It is the same spirit. It's the same spirit. It's in the inside of you, it's in the inside of me. So what God is calling us and is sending us for to do, he knows he has given us everything we need. And he knows we are able, he knows we are capable. So there is nothing to be afraid of. You remember last Thursday, Pastor Tim, he said, the breath. You've got it, the breath. That's all you need. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So just imagine, I wonder if, if we really believe and we really know what scripture says and we believe this for a certainty without a shadow of doubt. How are we going to pray? If we really believe what scripture say, what are the things you are going to dare to do? If we really believe it, do you think there's going to be anything you'll be afraid to step into? But most often we don't believe it. We preach it, we memorize it, we speak it, but we don't believe it. But this morning, my assignment this morning is to challenge you, to let you know that the same spirit that was in all these heroes, that same spirit is in you. And if you would dare believe, there is going to be no limit to what God can do with you. If you would dare believe, there is going to be no impossibility. Maybe you will not call down rain like Elijah, but who knows, you might raise the dead. Maybe you might not raise the dead, but who knows, the sick person might be healed. Maybe, you, maybe a sick person will not be hit, but who knows, a family might be restored. The same spirit. The scripture is so true. It's not stories. It's real. It's real. It happened and it still happens. It's happening every day. Lives are being changed. Drug addicts are abandoning drugs. Prostitutes are coming to the saving power of Jesus. It's the same spirit. It's the same spirit. And it's in you. And as you go, he says, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. He's a faithful God. He keeps to his promises.
But one other thing, as Elijah is, is talking, as he's, he's talking to these people, as, sorry, as James is talking to these people, and he's telling them, Elijah was a human just like you. I think because the believers is writing to where believers were scattered all over, the 12, from the 12 tribes, they were scattered all over because of this, oh, what was going on. And the circumstances they were living in was so difficult. And it was difficult for them to live out their faith. You know that times you're in some situations where living out of who you really are, it's like your identity gets lost in what's happening. And I think those believers were in this kind of situation. They, had, they were losing who they are. And that's how our society is today. It's so difficult to really want, when you want to just live out the way scriptures say, people say you're going extreme. When you want to just live out the way scriptures say, they were like, oh no. But that's, what they were, that's where they were finding them. That's the situation in which they found themselves in. And Elijah, James is writing to them, Elijah was a human just like you, but yet he prayed and then the rain came. And then he prayed again. He prayed and the rain stopped. And then he prayed again and the rain came. I think one of the things James is wanting to focus is focusing on Elijah's humanity. In this place, he wasn't focusing on Elijah's strength. He was focusing on his humanity. He was focusing on the fact that the challenges that they are going through, Elijah went through the same challenges. He was focusing on the fact that Elijah was a fearful man. When you read scriptures, you realize Elijah was a fearful. He just comes here and he has such a victory over the prophets of Baal. And then he hears Jezebel. He didn't see Jezebel. He heard Jezebel. And he ran away to hide. So if a fearful man can yet be used by God. He didn't know how to dress well. He was identified by his garment. He didn't even house, have a house. He lived in a cave. He was such an ordinary. He was a man who was one time was up and the next time was down. So inconsistent. And yet. And yet. So this morning, I know you might be saying, God, I don't know how to preach, but, and yet. God, I just came from a background that was so broken, but yet. God, I didn't even do well in my exegesis classes, but yet. God, I don't even have a church assignment, but yet. God, my own call, I didn't hear your voice talking to me like I had, like Reynolds head, but yet. It doesn't matter. He was a human just like us. Just like us. And whatever the excuse you're giving on your saying, God, not me. I came this morning to say, but yet. God saw that excuse, but he says, but yet. What about the impossibility you're looking at? You're like, no, this one, mm -mm, I can go thus far and not far. He says, but yet. So as you live from here and you step out to whether it's your congregation or you step out to your counseling ministry or you step out to the mission field, whatever it is God takes you to, I want to challenge you. 
And I'm not just speaking to you, I'm speaking to me. Because we all face fears like Elijah. I want to beckon you in the name of God that he says he will not leave you, he will not forsake you. I want to beckon you to know that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in the inside of you. Put no limits to what God will do with you. Put no limits. Be ready to make the steps and take the risk. Be ready to step out. Most of those people who, who, that we read about them, they did some things that were, it might not be a big thing, but it is out of the ordinary. It's something that in your comfort zone you can't do. We don't change the world staying in our comfort zone. We change the world acting by faith in the word of God. So if we live from this place, remember, the spirit of God is in you. And there is nothing he cannot do. There is nothing he doesn't want to do. There is a big harvest that is waiting. The nations are crying and beckoning. And God is saying, you are their solution. Would you dare step out for God and be God's instrument? Can we pray? Thank you, Father, this morning. Thank you for reminding us of your call upon our lives. That you don't um, glory in our strength. You like to take our weaknesses because when you use our weaknesses, then you alone get the glory. So we thank you and we bring these weaknesses before you, those things that we give as reasons why we can't do the things you want us to do the way you want us to do them. We lay them all at your feet this morning. And we say, God, use us for your purpose. Use us for your glory. We say yes to whatever it is you want us to do. No more fear, no more limits. We will go with you. In Jesus' name, amen.